Shane always makes fun of my little patty take there, but that's a, that's like my little marker. Oh, that's go time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Action. <laughs> Hey, well, cheers it up, man. I appreciate you coming yeah. all the way. For, for the listeners that don't know. Hey, buddy. I was, I was waiting for you to say that. Hey, buddy. <laughs> the flying Hawaiian himself all the way from Hawaii. Coming yeah. down to help out with SEC Media Days. Cannot thank you enough. How fired up are you for your first Media Days experience? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fired up as well as nervous, you know, because it's like bring in the big guns. Got to show up, you know what I mean? Yeah. You and Shane are crushing it. I love listening to the podcast every day, and it's like my release, you know. Like I do, I do work stuff, and then after that, I get bogged down, and I listen to you guys, and it makes me laugh. And I'm like, yeah, oh. it makes me miss you guys. So it's nice to be able to join and go down there and have fun. Yeah, and for those that don't know, cousin Joe. You're Shane's brother, so I hey, am. We keep I am. we're twins, <laughs> unless he likes to say he's the sexy one, he's the good-looking one. I never correct him because we know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but we, hey, this is uh, not only is this a small business, but this is like a this is a family business. You know what? It is. Yeah, I mean, like I remember when we were talking about starting a podcast. And uh, you had already been doing, like, a version of football podcasting. Yeah. It wasn't very consistent at that time. But then you and Shane started talking. And I remember listening to you guys talk. And I was like, oh, there it is. Yep. I was like, you guys got it. And it's been fun listening to you go. You all go ever since. Yeah, no doubt. So I just thought it would be kind of cool because, you know, you're a guy that loves football. You love SEC football. But you're obviously not a media member, but you can no. still get fired up for media days in the season. I, I, you're, you're just like Cousin Shane. You're a Tennessee homer. But there's yeah. so many storylines across the SEC. So I just thought it would be fun to sit here and talk not only media days, maybe some, some things you'd like to see addressed there, but just the upcoming season, college football, because because you're a loyal listener to the show, you know the topics that are going on in the yeah. SEC. So. I just thought it'd be fun to sit here for a little bit and talk some SEC football. No, I think it's great. I think we're all so hungry for some football. I know my buddies and other thread groups and stuff like that, we talk about it all the time. I I stayed up the other night for about uh, – last night we got in. I was mm-hmm. tired. I was ready for bed. Stayed up like another 45 minutes just watching like old football highlights, you know. Yeah. Uh, I love when people are posted like, you know, this many days, like, you know, and like they watch the videos and – it's just we're hungry, we're ready. So actually, to get down there and be like one of the first people to like watch the coaches say what they're going to say, and to have some of the players come out and do their things, God, just gets you so hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Week zero is coming out to my country. You yeah, know, you're gonna, gonna be, be the, you're there. gonna be there for the the true SEC opener. Yeah, absolutely. Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Yeah. You told me you're thinking of you're gonna wear a Tennessee shirt. So. Yeah, I mean it'd be rude not to. Everybody else is gonna be wearing black and gold or black and green. You're right. And I want to be the one that's like in you know construction orange, <laughs> standing out with my SEC koozie. Be like, yeah. hey guys, what's up? Nice. Yeah, I'll be like you know there'll be 17 people there. I'll be one of them. And yeah. do, you, do you anticipate a big crowd for that game? Yeah, Hawaii always shows up, you know, like especially uh, a whole, like in Hawaii. Yeah, right. They'll have some attendance there for sure. Vanderbilt, you know, their staff and 
like the one or two parents will show up, but that'll be about it. You know, almost want to wear a Vanderbilt attire, just like give them another fan. Yeah. But that would be like sacrilegious. So what are your, what are your thoughts on the Vols this year? I, you know, we went to uh, the bowl game. Yeah, we're we went to, to the Ole Miss game. <laughs> 15-0, and 0, I think. We, you know? We've got some bad luck going to these games, but. Uh, I know, that was sad, wasn't it? If there's If there's a Tennessee game. I probably should have the schedule. I've pretty much got it memorized. But yeah. if there's a big game that uh, is kind of like a, a must-see game, whether it's at Neyland Stadium or on the road this year, I don't know if you've given it any thought. You need me to run down the schedule for you? No, I think the big one's uh, Kentucky. That's going to be a fun one. Kentucky's mm-hmm. on the hype train as much as we are. So that would be a fun game to see. Uh, other than that, uh, man – Florida, Florida. I yeah. definitely want to see us play Florida this year. If we don't beat them this year, it's like, <laughs> when are we? You know, <laughs> uh, man, Georgia. I want to see how we like. I want to see how competitive we are with Georgia and Alabama. You know, mm-hmm. like I felt like last year. You know, a lot of people say we're in it. You know, but I never. I don't know. I didn't really feel like we were competitive. You know, I kind of felt like we we pushed the tempo fast and early. Right. But you never felt like Alabama was, like, threatened. You know, they were just like, it's constant pressure. So it was like they were able to maintain, whereas we kind of, like, petered off toward the end. But But I think last year it was so different because it was one where not only you're expecting Tennessee to get their ass whooped because it just had had been, you know, every year that happens against Alabama. Going into the first year, Alabama has just been a a damn juggernaut of a dynasty. Yet, like you said, they come out – I don't believe Georgia had been scored on the entire first quarter all season. That's true. Tennessee just came out there and, and looked efficient as hell, scored a touchdown. Now, they didn't do much else against the Bulldogs, but no. hell, hardly anyone did. And then Ian Tuscaloosa, again, no one, not even the biggest diehard, anticipated Tennessee would win that football game. No. Yet they had a lead in the third quarter, and it was just like stunning that they were completely somewhat competitive with Alabama. Yeah. Now you're getting an off season of expectations. I realize Alabama's number one in the country. They deserve that. Georgia's being picked to win the East. They deserve that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying they're vulnerable, but I think we do anticipate Tennessee's being much better this year. So if they could, you know, make that game a little competitive, this year you gotta you gotta think that there's a chance that it's a fourth quarter ball game with, with one of those games, if not both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, – you see Georgia, and I don't want to offend anyone, but Georgia's going to take a step back, I feel like, at least defensively. Uh-oh. You know, like how do you – I don't know. It'd be Greatest wild if defense they, of all time. I know. Yeah. It'd be wild if they backed up the greatest defense of all time with the next best defense right. of all time, you know. And they still Maybe. might be the SEC's best defense. Yeah, I mean, they're still going to be one of the best defenses in the league, but I don't know, of all time, it's hard to, like, do that back-to-back. So, in your mind, you have to imagine they take at least a smidge of a step back defensively. Offensively, I don't know, they got some tight ends that are just, like, they're, like, superheroes. So, it's going to be wild to see them step up and how they utilize those. Like, how do you use two different, like, amazing tight ends like that, you know? They can't Mm -hmm. only get the ball. I want to see what the running game looks like, you know. And then additionally, like you see Alabama. Alabama, I think they're going to gel a little bit better. Bryce Young, he's going to have a little bit more experience. Kid's amazing, you know. So you kind of feel like they're going to take a step forward a smidge, you know. Right. And then that defense is coming along pretty well too. 
but I feel like Tennessee is going to take two steps forward. You mm -hmm. know, they didn't have they had like a really big uh, impact on the roster, lack of players last year, kind of fixed that. You know, it's a one from the change from a one year to a second year coach. Like that's where some big gains are going to happen. You're going to see Heupel come in. He's going to crush it, and it's just exciting to see what it's going to look like because. I really hope it's better than Purdue because, you know, that was sad. <laughs> it was sad to go. I was so upset. I still, like, every time someone posts that photo of, I uh, can't remember the kid's name, putting the ball across the end zone. Yep, you know, I believe it's Jabari Small. Knees off the ground, no nothing touched. I guess the momentum stopped, but still it was mm -hmm. like, man, that breaks my heart. <laughs> I hope we don't see anything like that. But, yeah, I definitely think we're going to – Tennessee's going to be better. Georgia's going to be slightly uh, less on defense. And Alabama's going to be a juggernaut still. So I think those are going to be fun games to watch for sure. But now, they're not high on my list. Let it's me ask you about the Florida Gators because I know mm -hmm. you're, you're a Tennessee fan. You, you fantasize about the Gators sucking. Mm -hmm. and I've Every been, day. I've been hyping up Florida. I think Billy Napier is a great uh, hire for that program. Mm -hmm. I've been – hell, I put Anthony Richardson. I think he'll be the fourth best quarterback in the SEC, which would be a major leap given what we've seen of him. We've not seen a ton of him. But I think he's got that potential. I think everybody who admits he's got the potential. Will he put it all together? That's a big question mark. But I don't know if you saw this here on uh, – we're recording on Wednesday. Our buddy Brett Sianca, Pick 6 Previews, mm -hmm. he put out his latest playoff predictions. He's got Utah in the playoff, and he did that two years ago. Utah, they went to the Pac-12 championship, lost. Had they won it, they would have went to the playoff. So Brett knows his stuff. But I, I say all that to say – Florida's got themselves a hell of a challenge right out the gate. Utah comes to Gainesville. And then week two, Kentucky, who everybody's hyping up, should be a hell of a football team. They come to Gainesville. Mm. And then week four, they get a cream puff week three, so they'll, they'll win that one. But week four, they go to Tennessee. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's people like you who are probably out there saying, man, wouldn't it be sweet if Florida is one in three after the first month of the season under a new coach, well, let's let's just say that happens. Even though it's probably not, I'm not, I'm not. It's probably unlikely that happens. But if it does, we know what these damn SEC fans are like. I'm not saying they're going to run off Billy Napier, but there's going to be questions. You already see it within the Tennessee fan base. Not that it really matters, but they just call this guy Butch Jones 2.0 and all that. How how much? I hope he's Butch Jones 2.0, <laughs> brick by brick. Do you think he'll be able to 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 manage the heat that comes with a with a hell of a slate right out the gate? I don't know. I guess we'll see though. But how oftentimes is a first year coach super successful? Right. You know, it's it's. I think they're going to go through some growing pains. It's just natural to go from like one system to another system. Like mm -hmm. they're going to understand it like logically and ha know what progressions that they need to make. But being able to do that on the fly and, and flow and real quick, like that takes time. It takes practice. Yeah. You need time to jail. So I think it's more likely that Florida Gators are going to be one and three than two and two. Wow, really? Yeah. And, and for sure. you know, to play devil's advocate again. We're not burying Billy Napier here. Hell, he hasn't even coached a game. Exactly. But you look at Nick Saban, year one at Alabama, yeah. lost to Louisiana Monroe. Kirby Smart, year one at Georgia, lost to Vanderbilt. And I yeah. believe that was at home. So it's it's not like you can't lose a, a game or two your it's first still be year. Amazing. Yeah, and yeah. still be a one hell of a higher 
arguably the two best hires in recent SEC history. So, well, you could see that some of his growing pains already. You know, like some of the comments that he made about like NIL deals and stuff like that that he had to walk back. Right. He's on a big stage now. You know, there's going to be growing pains, and he's already having a few of them as is. So, yeah, I think that I think he's going to be good. I think they're going to work out, and they're going to be fine. Always going to be second to Tennessee forever. But, you know, past that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what about Kentucky, though? I was curious to get your thoughts Man, on that. With, I uh, love the Kentucky are, are game. You, are you buying the Will Levis hype? Do you think he's a no, first-round like, pick? No. I don't know how you can anticipate that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, would you have picked him first round last year? No. No. Would you have picked him in the top three rounds? It's like, I don't know where he would have – I don't know what he showed to get up elevated right. that high do i think he has the potential 100 percent. does it can he come out and like crush it this year and be first overall absolutely but so could you know spencer rattler yeah. you know like so could like so many other quarterbacks come out and be that number one uh style quarterback so i don't think putting that tag on him is going to be like ugh, i don't know i think that's it's almost like the madden curse in my opinion you know it's mm-hmm. like setting him up for failure because how do you see how do you you can't get better than that, you know. Right. Imagine he comes out and throws thirty-five touchdowns and ten interceptions. I mean, that's solid. That'd be yeah, that's a solid year. But it's almost like at this point, that'd be a disappointment. One hundred percent. See, that's what I'm. Yeah, exactly. It's like he he either has to like meet or fail. Right. He's never. He's not going to like exceed those expectations. So that sucks for him. But if he's going to do it, this is year to do it. And I think he has a solid team around him. He's been in it. This is year two. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. Do you sure. think that uh, Kentucky – now, hell, they've won 10 games, two out of the last four. Hell of a job Mark Stoops and company have done up there in Lexington. But do you have faith that they have the program that can win 10 wins two years in a row? What are your thoughts on that? Well, it depends. Are they all going to be out of jail? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> With Rodriguez, yeah, yeah, I, that dude is a stud. Now keep in mind but, they, they got to go to Florida, yeah, to Tennessee, yep, host Georgia. I mean, those that's some fucking big time Georgia's, games. Georgia's going to be a huge test. Tennessee's going to be a test. Just at Ole Miss, Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to be a step down the, from yeah. where they were. I mean, Corral's amazing. Like, how do you replace someone like that? Right. Uh, they host Mississippi State and South Carolina. They yeah. go to Missouri, and you may overlook Missouri, but hell, that's that's been a, a basically a fifty-fifty contest uh, the last couple of years between Missouri and Kentucky. It seems like the home team wins mm. it, and it's at Missouri. So, you know, I, I think that's a team that uh, too many people are writing off is, is Missouri. Yeah, I, I think people are overlooking Missouri hard this year. You know, right? I, I can't, I can't see them being worse than they were last year. I have to like feel like they're going to be better. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina, that's one that I'm really interested to see play. Uh, Kentucky, though, man, I think Kentucky can win 10 easy. Uh, I think they go 10 again this year. How how surprised were you last year? Because uh, I was looking back at what I predicted. I had South Carolina sixth in the East, Yeah, only uh, better than Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. yet they won seven games, beat Florida, beat Auburn, beat North Carolina. Uh, now, you know, it was interesting. I was listening to a radio interview the other day. Uh, it, it, there was games like Troy and ECU. They basically won in the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. it's like, hell, you could make the case they were close to a four-win team, but then they lost to Kentucky 
and Missouri in very tight games. So you could flip it and say, hell, this could have been a nine-win team. So they're just so hard to peg. And then they bring in Spencer Rattler. They bring in all these transfer portal additions. South Carolina, I think, is a team on the rise. But a lot of people are saying, you know, you win six or seven this year, you could be a better football team, but you could have the same record. Uh, Thoughts on, on all that? I think all the competition in the SEC is a little bit better this year. Right. I mean, I did mention George saying step down, but that's just because they were so phenomenal last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I agree. I mean, I'm pretty sure – didn't they get a quarterback from Walmart or something like that? <laughs> so, like, of course South Carolina is going to be better offensively. <laughs> right, you know? right. Rattler is any like, – you can't <laughs> – like, <laughs> he's going to be an improvement for right. sure. And if your quarterback plays improved in that area – then how can your team not be better offensively? Defensively, there's some questions there, and we'll see how they come out and perform. Now, I know you're uh, – let, let's jump over to the West. I know you're a big Brian Kelly fan up there at LSU. <laughs> yeah, I love his accent. <laughs> I just imagine uh, freaking Coach O's like <laughs> watching him come out and do his fake uh, New Orleans accent. He's right. just like, who's this guy, you know? No, I, I know you yeah. got a lot of friends in New Orleans. Yep. I don't know how many LSU fans, but what's the vibe down there? Are they, are they all aboard on Brian Kelly? You know, they're really excited that Coach O was gone. <laughs> uh, I think that who replaced him wasn't a big deal. You know, they yeah. just wanted someone to replace but how can you not be excited? Like, you look past the theatrics of Brian Kelly to, like, who he is, his track record. Mm-hmm. He's coming to win. And he's going to turn that – he's going to turn LSU into something amazing, I think. So, we'll see. I think – I mean, let's this go back, year's going to be tough. Let, let's go back to what you said about Will Levis, though. I mean, it's almost like – I'm not sitting here doubting Brian Kelly, but he he's made it clear. Hey, I'm coming down here to win a national to, championship. Win a national championship, yeah. beat Nick Saban. Yeah. That is the ex- – hell, that was the expectation when they had Coach O as a coach. That was the expectation when they got Les Miles as a coach. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting a guy with this incredible resume, winning his coach in college football. Actually, if you count his Division two, won two national championships down there, took Notre Dame to multiple playoffs and a mm-hmm. BCS title game. I mean, it's like – it's not – are we going to win national championship? Is, is how damn soon are you going to yeah. win a national championship? So, it's it's how long does he have to start showing that he's <laughs> capable? Right. I think this year is going to be tough. I think this year there's seven, seven maybe. Yeah. You know, that's like that's like the bar I'd set for LSU. They've had so much transferring. Like the roster is impacted pretty hard. We'll see where they end up at the end of the year. I, I would seven eight. Yeah, that'd be solid. But where I'd be looking at is the recruiting trail. How yeah. are they recruiting? Is he bringing in quality uh, prospects for next year? And mm-hmm. then, you know, once that starts picking up, uh, look to judge him year two, year three. What What about Texas A and M? Because you know the hype train's incredible. Yeah, they love that down there in College Station. They're yeah. another one. When they hired Jimbo, they gave him a freaking national championship. Just fill in the date when you win it, Jimbo. Yet they haven't even come close. They've got the roster that should be competing for national championships. Didn't finish last year. That was the the theme. But hell, they were the only one to knock off Alabama in the regular season. So they, they lost have their quarterback. The, they have the potential. Yeah. Do you think? Do you got confidence in Jimbo? Won a national championship, of course, at Florida State. Can they win the SEC? Can they win the national championship? Not down the line. I'm talking. I'm talking now. I think I don't know. I think coaching Florida State compared to uh, coaching at Texas A&M is totally different. Yeah. You know, like 
uh, Florida State, you got like two, three games you got to win, and then after that, right. you're in the playoffs. You so know, it's basically like Clemson now. Yeah, you got to you got to win like those four games. <laughs> right. Everything else, you're like, all right. B team, let's go in there. You know, and you got Will Levis going in. There. I'm just kidding, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's just like you know, like SEC play every game except for Vanderbilt games. You got to show up, right? You know, and you got to play. You got to be attentive. You got to be ready because even without his starting quarterback, he went in. Didn't he? They beat uh, Alabama with Zach uh, Calzada. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, but then again, was Alabama overlooking them because they had the backup quarterback? You know, like you could always do that round robin thing, but it's like you in the SEC, you can lose every week. Right. You can't do that for state. So I think that's what we're seeing here with uh, Jimbo Fisher. It's like, can he be consistent every day? And like, I used to wonder the same about Kirby Smart, you know, like yeah. Kirby Smart is like uh, Rich 2.0. That's what everybody always said. And it was like, man, but when you look at the competition and who all's playing and like how you have to show up every single game, it's hard to go undefeated. It's hard to win the SEC. And as old ball coach says, it's harder to win the SEC than it is to win the <laughs> national championship. Yeah, no doubt. I, I know this is kind of like the elephant in the room down there in College Station, but because we don't got a lot of faith in Texas coming in, <laughs> they can't compete in the Big Twelve. How the hell are they go compete yeah. in the SEC? But if, but by some miracle, you know, lightning strikes, maybe uh, you know Arch Manning is like the next great quarterback in in college football. Texas could be good by the time they get in the SEC. So it's almost like A and M, you, you're on this trajectory to win it all, to win the conference. You have got to seize that because if you stumble and then Texas comes in and and they start stealing that thunder, they start dominating the state and recruiting, which I don't I'm not saying this is gonna happen, but yeah. there there's there's pressure I think for for A and M to capitalize. I think so too. You got, I mean do you think Texas is gonna take that long to get into the SEC? Well they just had um as we're recording again Wednesday, mm-hmm. they had the Big Twelve meetings. Uh, you know, that just like we're gonna do SEC next week. And the commissioner said Hell, there's, there's, a, I don't, I can't believe he came out and said this, but he said there's a path to Texas and Oklahoma getting an SEC suitor. So, I think he's just letting it be known. Hey, if you if you guys want to pay, we'll yeah. let you go. So, I don't know what the holdup is. I mean, it, it, it's always about money. It, it for sure, for sure. But just fucking ring up uh, Walt Disney, tell him to pay that fee because uh, it's worth it. You know what I mean? So there, I think there is a, certainly a shot that Texas and Oklahoma get in the SEC sooner. And I think the sooner they get in, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it, it, it's probably bad for Texas and Oklahoma because their rosters are not ready. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if it is 2025, they got that because that's what the new coaches there are trying to do. They're building up on the line of scrimmage. They're trying to be to where when they get in the SEC, they can be competitive. Because mm-hmm. like I said, Texas specifically, they ain't ready for SEC. Yeah. And I don't think Oklahoma is either, even though they've been dominating that league. The Oklahoma will be good, but they won't. They've, they've won the Big 12 like six out of the last seven years. Yeah. They, <laughs> they're they like – they're Auburn if they come into the SEC yeah. right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't think Texas ain't if- – uh, has anything to worry about Texas, even if they do come in. Because Texas, uh, they are, I think, the most profitable uh, right. college football team out there. Texas A&M ain't far behind. Right, there's I so think much they're money number two. Down. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> they're like, so, you know? Like, hold on, let's go shake out the sofa cushions, you know? It's like, oh, now we're number one. It's like, I don't think they're going to worry about it. And uh, Texas A&M's just been getting better. So, yeah. I think it's going to be a fun, fun rivalry to see yep. that start up. 
Big what game. about uh, Razorbacks, man? I'm like an adopted Razorback Razorbacks right now with Sam Pittman. Yeah, and I've always loved Sam Pittman, dude. Every time I saw him, as soon as he came over, like he wore my heart. Yeah, you know, I couldn't care less about Arkansas uh, when Chad Morris wait for the dogs to bark. Uh, you know, <laughs> when he was over there, like I could, and I, I that just goes to show you the changing of a mentality. You know, to go right. from that horrible to where they are now in such a quick turnover. It's like goodness, you know. And that's if it, amazing. I'll say this. I'm looking at the camera while I say it. If there's one coach that we get to sit down in our booth, we probably won't get any. But if we get one, the one if I had, you know, my dream scenario, it'd be Sam Pittman coming down talking to Uncle yeah. Cousin Shane. I almost yeah. called him Uncle Shane, but Uncle Shane. <laughs> Could you imagine how awesome that would be? Yeah, it would be. We'll get you barbecue. We'll have you barbecue ready. It'll be warm. But let me ask you this, because, uh, you know, last season I was pumping up all off season. You know, I was literally counting down the days on Twitter till Arkansas beats Texas. I, th- I think that's why so many Razorback fans love me, because it came true. I now, can't believe how bad Texas was last year. Oh, I I do. They always they're always bad. But, I know. It's so like, they whooped the Longhorns' ass, and mm-hmm. then they turned right around and beat A and M, a team they had not beaten like eight something like eight years in a row. Yeah. Because that was, you know, that was a huge huge game for the Razorbacks, mm-hmm. and it still will be. I'm not downplaying that, but now I think the tables are turned because it's like A and M. That's the game where you have to show that you're this dominant SEC national mm-hmm. contender because if you lose to Arkansas, I think they're going to say the same damn things like Texas A&M's a, a joke. They can't compete. So I, I'm a little worried about that game. Do you buy that that logic that maybe that game this year means a little bit more to A&M, whereas last year I think it meant more to Arkansas? Yeah, I kind of feel like last year A&M came in with the expectations they're going to the playoffs. Right. You know, it wasn't it – And wasn't, they hadn't earned that. Yeah. They are like, we're going, period. And then they got – you know, they lost their quarterback, and after that right. it was like really hard and, and turned out to be impossible. And on the opposite end, I think Arkansas is coming in with some swagger. You know, right, they're coming right. in like – they know what they're worth. They're, they know what they want, and they're going to take it. And it's up to A and M to stop them. So it'll be a fun game. I'm excited. And then the the next week, Arkansas plays. They host Alabama. So if that's they wild. can if they can stay undefeated, my God, that's going to be what that Texas game was times like ten. You know right. what I mean? It college game day. I got to imagine it's going to be there. Two top five teams. Going. Are we going? If it if they're undefeated, we got to go. Right? Go. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll wear my Tennessee shirt. <laughs> We're getting into that stadium. If it's man, yeah. So I'm just sitting here daydreaming about it. But uh, yeah, I think certainly the Arkansas is on the rise, and, and I've been saying that for a while, and they've proven it on the field. But uh, cannot wait, and, and they're bringing down a hell of a trio down to SEC Media Day. So that is uh, that's going to be one hell of a year, I think, there in favor. I, I, I'm not ready to real reveal my SEC Media poll, but I think them Razorbacks are going to be pretty happy with where I got them. Uh, I'm excited to see football, period. I'm excited to see Razorbacks come out and play. Yeah. K.J. Jefferson, I can't remember if it was you or Shane that were comparing him to Tebow. Yeah, that was re- Shane. I, I said really Vince see Young. This. Yeah. Vince Long- I could see both of them because they both play with so much, like, passion. Right. You know? Dual threat guys. Yep. Man, I love it. I'm excited to see them come out there and sling it and run it. Now, I know because um, of the golf ball and everything involved, and, well, hell, because his one year in Knoxville – Lane Kiffin, you're not his biggest fan, I wouldn't think, but you know, I think, uh, you know, he reminds me of that kid Mm -hmm. that you like in your neighborhood that was always just annoying. 
You know, like you go outside and like he would throw a water balloon at you and like run away. And then like right when you're going to get him, like he'd tattle on you and his mom would come out and be like, get out of here. Like that's lame in my mind. And just be like, ugh. You may be on to something because this is literally what I was about to say. You know, some of the stuff is, is cheesy, and, and I God, I loathe the fake injuries, but there's no punishment for fake injuries. I can't believe they didn't change that. There's no penalty for it. So it's almost like he is he's exploiting a loophole, and as long as they're not, there's no punishment, and, you know, it's like, it's kind of genius. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like, I hate to see it. It's not, you know, in the, how the game's supposed to be played, but he's taking advantage of a loophole. And, you know, they're not the only ones that do it. Let's not make it out to that. But they are the ones that do it the most in the SEC. Yeah. But beyond that, um, you know, they, they have just raided the transfer portal. And he has basically looked at the scene, I feel like, and said, I can't compete with Alabama, Georgia, A&M, and LSU when it comes to high school recruiting. Yeah. We'll do what we can. But would I rather, you know, get into that muddied water and, and try to get these guys that have proven nothing at the college level and try to coach them up or let's look at players that are highly highly productive in college football at tcu at smu Mm -hmm. at southern cal on and on and on and offer them a chance to come in here and we know once they transfer in they use their waiver can't transfer out so they're i don't want to say stuck but they're they're more committed than a high school guy coming in I just think this is going to be fascinating because if it works out for them with all the turnover via the transfer portal, basically remaking their roster, I think he's going to do it every offseason. And I think more programs are going to start doing it to where they recruit a little less of the high school and, and just factor heavy in the transfer portal. In the I'm, I'm talking specifically SEC because my logic, if you're in another league, you're in the fucking junior leagues. Yeah. And if you want to come prove that you can play in the NFL – whether you're in the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or the Big 12, come to the SEC, play against Alabama, LSU, A&M, and if you excel against those teams, you are ready for the NFL a lot better than you are the rest. And, you know, I think it's kind of a genius strategy. Cannot wait to see how it plays out. Start using some of those lower divisions, lower schools as, like, academies. Right. Like, basically, like, (laughs) keep developing those players, and then we'll take a look at them later down the road. I could see that. And I think he did. He he crushed the portal for sure. But even like, uh, I'm trying to think of maybe like a really successful like Oklahoma State. Believe it or not, they have been wildly successful at the Big Twelve. Yeah. How many times are they on national television? I mean, it's maybe like twice a year. Maybe. Uh, Ole Miss is on. We don't TV. need to see that mullet anymore. <laughs> Anybody in the <laughs> SEC, if you're any good, you're on TV eight, nine, ten times. Yeah. You know, I mean, every Alabama game, in Georgia game. Yeah. And, and it's because they're they're so good. And the television contracts and everything that goes with the pride and prestige of the SEC, it's catered to SEC football. So that's that's why I think it's smart. And let me ask you real quick about uh, Mississippi State, which you know they fly under the radar every year. Mm-hmm. They return more production than anybody in the entire conference. They were red hot at the end of last year. They lost the Egg Bowl. There was a damn possession where they dropped three straight touchdowns. It was it was devastating to watch. But uh, they ended up losing the Egg Bowl, and then they turn around. Key players were out for the bowl game. They get basically skunked in the bowl game. They didn't show up. So I think luster is completely lost from Mississippi State. But had they won that Egg Bowl, had they won a bowl game, had they showed up in the bowl game, they would have won. You know, I, I think we're sitting here talking about a very, very dangerous Mississippi State team Whereas in what what reality what actually happened is like everybody forgot 
how red hot that offense was yeah. and, and how you know it's it seems like they've turned the corner there in circle yeah and they're bringing back the quarterback you know he's gonna he's anticipated to throw for like four thousand almost five thousand yards <laughs> right. you know it's like geez yeah they're gonna be good and uh this is mike leach third year and that's usually when they have shown huge improvements right. for him. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see that offense. But you got to like, where's that defense going to be? You know. Yeah. But I think it's so hard to gauge because I feel like, you know, the top end there's like the top two. There's Alabama, Georgia, and then there's like four that are about like in that next section, and then there's like Vanderbilt at the bottom, and everybody else is like just a just a hair off right. from one another. You know, I think they're. Uh, like, if you were to play any other teams, like, they crush them outside the SEC. But com- comparing them to themselves, it's really hard to say, like, where are they going to line up on that? Because it, it's just the difference of, like, is their quarterback hurt that day? You right. know, is their leading wide receiver out for that game? You know, it comes down to, like, that minor of a thing to who's going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Now, last team I wanted to ask you about, Auburn. I know everybody's got the, de- the coaches, dead man walking yeah. and all that, and all the offseason drama. We know all about that. I mean, He I, started off really good last year, too. Dude, they were going into November. Yeah. They controlled their destiny in the SEC West. They were beating Mississippi State 28-3. to Didn't finish, obviously. <laughs> Beating Alabama the entire game till the you know the final drive of the game, Alabama tied it up. I mean they they were so damn close to a special season. Now again, all the drama, I get it, but it seemed like all the players that stayed, they said, you know, we believe in this guy. Like what I don't understand what everybody's talking about, mm-hmm. and I certainly think you can make the case that everything that's happened there has strengthened the bond of the players that are still there. They still have some elite programs uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of this but i know a lot of college football fans are but there's something that the this guy named bud elliott he puts out it's called blue chip ratio and what that means is have you signed more four and five star players than three or two stars basically mm-hmm. and every year that he's been doing this like 20 years the national champion has had a blue chip ratio over 50 percent and there's only like 15 to 20 teams every year that have that and even this year, you know, people look at Auburn like they're s- such a garbage team. Yeah. They're in the blue chip ratio. Mm-hmm. So half their roster is former four- and five-star guys, basically. I, that was a long-winded way of saying that. But this is still a very talented roster with a coach that, again, I had him up for SEC Coach of the Year mm-hmm. going into the, the last month of the season, let a couple games slip through their fingers. But the, I think they've upgraded a quarterback. They may have the best running back in the SEC. Uh, the defense has got Tank. plenty of ta- talent. You know that defensive line is going to show up. They always do. Are we year. overlooking the Tigers, basically, is, is my question. What ha- what what happened last year? Like, why? Like how do they go from red hot to not? Like, I don't understand the fall. Like, I, well, I love what SEC I, From what I understand, so his two coordinators, right, were mm-hmm. Derek Mason, who was Vanderbilt's head coach, of course, and Mike Bobo who was South Carolina offensive coordinator, yeah. and he was previously previously at Georgia. Like, they hired this Harson, who was from Boise, no ties to the SEC, and people thought, well, I mean, a lot of boosters were, they didn't want that hire to begin with. Yeah. But they said, well, all right, you hire this guy, but you, we've got to have some SEC veterans with experience on this coaching roster. And I don't know about Mike Bobo, but I know Derek Mason, I've been told, hated Brian Harson. So you got to imagine – 
it, it was a rocky relationship. You know, we we have some some sharp Why Derek Mason sharp <laughs> football minds working together. Yeah. But once that tension hit, I think, you know, when you're winning, that solves all your issues. Yeah. But when you drop a, you're up twenty eight to three on Mississippi State. You drop that fucking football game. He probably reamed their ass out for the whole week. Yeah. And then they probably just were like, "Fuck you!" Like, like who are you? Yeah. I'm. I'm. You know, they. They. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm speculating on that last part, but I think that's what happened. Mm. And I think that bled over, and that that's kind of what led to all the turmoil where you know Mason was on his way out, and, and Bobo was on his way out, and they do exit interviews, and they said, "This fucking guy, he can't." You know he's he's not a people person. Blah blah blah. I can't. Yeah. I will never work for him again. And that's what got all these people wanting to fire his ass. So maybe it could it could be simply boiled down to a couple coaches did not appreciate the way they were treated. A couple players didn't appreciate how they were treated, and they had some choice words on the way out the door. And that's what they tried to use to fire the guy. But they had nothing on him. Otherwise, he'd be gone by now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That, it depends on who you believe and all that story, but well, I guess it boils down if Harson took any leadership classes this summer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sounds like he needs to learn how to communicate effectively. Right, but now now his coordinators are guys that he's worked with for years and years. Yeah, so you got to feel like they like him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird when I came there. Exactly, and it's so weird that like you can say a guy is is you know difficult to work with and all this, mm-hmm. yet half his staff has been working with him for ten years. Yeah. So it's like. You can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? So maybe they just got rid of some bad apples. And it, maybe that's not even the right term, but just bad fits. Yeah. And if you get rid of those bad fits, I, I got to believe the entire program elevates, a, a, as does your football program. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's not a new system for them, you know. Right. Same head coach, same cores. So, yeah, I would anticipate them being better, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I think we went, uh, I don't know, let's see. Nearly 40 minutes here. Dang. No stumbling, no bumbling. You, you did twice as, as well as your brother. Uh, we we have to stop the show every time we do it with him to... Let me go get another <laughs> beer. <laughs> He's got to collect his thoughts. He's got to go use wait, the Wait, wait, wait. Let me check this schedule real quick right here. His wife is got... Cu- <laughs> five cakes, one cup, brother. <laughs> His wife comes in with dinner. I mean, so many interruptions. <laughs> I think you did a hell of a job. <laughs> and uh, I can't thank you enough for coming all the way out from Hawaii. Man, I'm, I'm excited. We're going to crush this. I'm going to spend most of my time on a computer <laughs> editing videos, which I'm cool with because I like football. I'm so excited for football. I'm looking forward to watching all the videos, you know. Yeah. And I'll clip them, shoot them out there. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm ready to get after it. Yeah, it's no doubt. a good year. Thanks yep. for having me. I enjoyed doing this. I haven't been on an episode in almost a year now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I only do it when Shane's like no show for like <laughs> weeks, you know? It's like, shit, all right, flying Hawaiian, what are you doing? I'm like usually waxing a board on a beach. Not really. I don't surf. I don't even like the water, but yeah. <laughs> but no, it's been great. I appreciate it, and it's been fun. And yeah, let's go get some dinner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>